the volume. This session is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. They're America's number one sports book for a reason, y'all. It's so easy to use. It's safe and secure. That's one of the main things for me. I don't want any BS. I love that there's no BS with FanDuel. Plus, you get your winnings fast. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. Plus, it's super fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. It's awesome. So if you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with the promo code Renee, that's R-E-N-E-E, so that they know that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY for New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 and 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to The Sessions, a show where it's not always just about wrestling. Sometimes we just have on people that really like wrestling, that are fans of wrestling. Sometimes they have nothing to do with wrestling. However, Ron Funches, my guest today, is a massive wrestling fan. Um, we know this. We know these things about Ron. Uh, he is like a diehard wrestling fan. Uh, we've even seen the man step in the ring at one point. Um, so, yeah, he's he's done it all. He's earned some of those badges, certainly. Uh, but, yeah, I was really happy to have Ron Funches back on the show. Who doesn't want to just, like, hang out with this dude and shoot the shit? Um, so much fun. Such an amazing, bright, clever comedian with such a like unique interesting voice I mean in like his delivery and I mean hey even just yeah he's got an interesting voice I love Ron (laughs) Uh, we talk about it in the show but I just want to give it another plug that his new show loot that's out June 24th so make sure to check it out the show looks so 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 funny I watched the trailer and I was like oh my god how Much fun and like how lucky are you to get to be a part of this amazing show with such a killer, killer cast. So definitely check that out. Also, Ron is hitting the road again. He's on tour. So um, yeah, check uh, check your local listings. See where you can uh, catch up with Ron. He's got his website. Um, You can check all the dates on there to get out and see Ron. But let's get into it. Here he is. This is Ron Funches. Good to be here. It's Things so have changed. Oh my God, have they ever? We lost the oral. What happened to the oral? I feel like I've said this, and I, I don't want to like beat a dead horse, but I truly didn't have blowjobs in mind when I came up with the name Oral Sessions. I just thought, like, oh, two people talking from their mouths. I thought it was clever, and everyone else thought that it was pervy. Um, so that's on them, I guess. I was just like relating to your husband because I was like, oh, the same thing going on. You get the baby and all of a sudden the oral <laughs> disappears and you're just <laughs> down to the sessions. We are down to the sessions. We are raw dog in the sessions, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we are in it to 
to win it. Nobody has time for the oral sessions these days. It's just, let's just get the job done, you know? <laughs> I do know. <laughs> How is your new baby? What a beautiful specimen you've created. Thank you. Uh, he's a blessing. He's just so happy and so smiley at a young age and just takes a lot of his mom's characteristics. So that's been very helpful. I'm sure every parent, they're worried when their baby is born. You kind of know those first few months. You're like, they're going to be squishy and weird looking. But for me, it's just a blessing to have a baby two weeks old. He looked like a Gerber baby. He's super cute. It's so much fun for me. There's a lot of pressure, especially when you're an interracial couple, that you, you don't want your baby to look like Wendell from The Simpsons, who was the little... <laughs> Pale haired, <laughs> curly haired baby. You don't want that type of baby. And sometimes that you got a, like a 30% chance. So we were just lucky. Yeah. When I was pregnant with Nora, being like, okay, John and I are going to combine and we're going to make this person. And I'm like looking at him. I'm like, he's got a strong profile, very handsome man. We know what we're getting from John. We know what we're getting from me. But then you take a deep dive where you're like, oh, right. We have other genes. There's other people. In this family, what are we really working with? I, I, I remember like really going down our family trees, just being like, what are our possibilities here? But she is like pretty much like, I would say 75 John, 25 me. Maybe that's a little generous, but she's a lot of John. So round two now of having a baby, I actually enjoyed when you posted the other day, you posted a picture of your smiling baby saying like, oh, this is a baby that gets successful, Ron, not Ron that's out there, you know, struggling, trying to make a name for himself. How different is it this time around just where you are in life? It's a huge difference. I mean, my first son, I was barely 20 years old when he was born. And it was a big motivator and a big change in my life. And it's what really um, pushed me to focus on choosing a career and, and getting involved in entertainment. And I wouldn't trade those things for anything. Those times with my son and now he's kind of like he has a really good balance. He doesn't get too excited by like all this new stuff that goes on. But at the same time, I also just remember the stress of just not having money and just kind of waking up every day and being like, I got like 78 cents and there's three people relying on me. And so we better figure something out today and to not have that anymore, to be able to like tell my mom that my wife is pregnant and just have pure joy and no fear in her face. It's very nice. Um, the only kind of negative difference is that like, I guess even though I was stressed out and poor, I was very still young at least. So I wasn't as tired. Now I'm just like, <laughs> Oh my sucks. God. Why did I sign back up for it? <laughs> also like just the shock of having like a 19 year old son to now like you are back in it. You are in the trenches with a brand new baby. You're dealing with little sleep. You're back into diaper mode. That's got to be such a shock to the system. It is just and just all the changes in technology and all these new there's so many yes. robots now involved in my household. It's like a Chuck E. Cheese in here. This baby <laughs> goes like you put him in a swing and it doesn't just go left and right. It goes up and down and all types. I of know ways. exactly the one you and got. Just such a and it, it, everything's attached to my phone now it's, it's yep. very fun and nice but apparently uh by all the new safety standards i'm just lucky that my older son is alive at all because 
I know. It's funny. I think about that, too, when I like, you know, obviously we're like in the same boat. We're like, I'm literally watching my baby on the monitor right now because I'm a dumbass. Well, it, this isn't entirely my fault that I scheduled for us to hop on here during like what is her nap window? So it's great. But I was anticipating John being home already. Um, so I'm just I'm, I'm keeping an eye on her. She should be fast asleep within the next 10 minutes. Um, but I know we're just we're it, the world that these little babies are coming into. It's it's very cool. It's very it's exciting. Cool. And then it's also scary. I just when we had the school shooting and I just had, had my baby and it was the first time where I had to be like, oh, I had you get those feelings that people always talk about that. You're, you're like, well, oh, should I have brought in a child into this world? You know, and it's uh, it makes me just it's a lot of survivor's remorse in that way where you feel bad for these people who lose the thing they're most passionate about in life. I know like my sons are the most important things in my entire world. It's really scary. I definitely like had a, a different perspective of seeing that news and having my baby with me like for weeks thinking about these families that their lives will just never be the same ever again. Like how do you recover from something like that? Like I was just like brushing my teeth and like reflecting on my day and like these families popped in my head of being like, oh, my God, like they ne- they won't get that ease of just like brushing their teeth and reflecting on their day and enjoying it in that moment. I feel like that heaviness must just loom over them all the time. Like it really fucked me up uh, seeing that news. And it is scary. It's really scary being a parent. And, you know, when I got pregnant and thought about having a baby and you think about all those nice things and now it's like, oh, my God, like. What kind of a school am I going to put my kid in? How are things going to change? How do things in the state that I live in be affected by that stuff? Like it is, it's really a heavy, bizarre time. It really is. And it's just a time where you feel like you have to do the most of your own like research and responsibility where it felt like in the past, at least, I mean, especially for me, because um, when I grew up, like going to school and getting like free breakfast and free lunch was like a big support to my day at school was a safe haven to be in some cases and to kind of have that not be the case anymore. is such a shift and such a uh, unnatural occurrence. And just, you know, I think out, outliving your children is just one of the truly the one of the worst tragedies in this world. So I, I, I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. My brain just like almost halts thinking about it at a certain point because I think like I can't even comprehend what that would be like. It is such a such a awful time, awful thing to be going through, especially when it is a very happy time as well. Like you you have your baby and your career is going great. Like there are so many great things to think about, but then there's like that heavy reality that can kind of come plummeting in, in as well. Well, you know, in some cases right now, I always feel like that balance is, is good to have in your life as for, just to remember that you're, you're blessed and lucky no matter um, what your circumstances are, but especially if you're people like you and I who um, who are lucky enough to work in the field that we want to and that we are uh, we choose to do these things and we're happy with our career. And it's it's a blessing and a privilege. And I'm always I always remember one of my first 
shows that I ever did back in Portland, Oregon. I would just had a great show and I crushed and everybody was loving me. People would get excited to see me. And, and then like, nobody knew who I was. They were just like, Oh, you're funny. And I'm so happy. And I just remember walking outside and the club was right across the street from like the Greyhound station in downtown Portland. And just seeing even back then, a lot of these homeless camps and like, thing, and I just was always remember at that point, just remember like, Oh, this is fun. But like, always remember the privilege that you have in this and always remember there is a it's kind of a responsibility to don't have too much fun yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah have some fun but also like let's check ourselves a little bit and remember that not everything is just this fun entertainment world that that we uh, are lucky to live in there is some some real bullshit happening out there for sure yeah it's definitely good to have that uh reminder um what's the deal with this tour how has your performance changed? Has your content changed since the last time you got to be on the road like this? Basically, it's just me getting old, more confident, become more of a grown man in my material, talking about the differences in my life of um, talking about my sons, talking about my my new marriage with my wife. We've been married for a year now. What did you guys do for your anniversary? Thank you for asking, Renee. What did you do? <laughs> OK, I must first preface it because it'll sound real affluent if I don't by saying again, we got married in the height of the pandemic. It was just me and my wife. I. I I wore a suit that I had worn for a game show before she had ordered her dress online. I think the whole marriage was a grant. And so we my kind of wedding. I love that. Yeah, it turned out beautiful in that regard. And so for the anniversary, we were like, well, we could have a big try to set up a bigger party, have a bigger wedding. Oh, we can go on a big vacation. So me and my wife, we went to um, Amsterdam. We went to we went to Florence, Italy. We went to the Amalfi Coast uh, in Italy. And oh, and, and we I mean, to tell you the hotel at the Amalfi Coast, we had uh, like a private full house, basically. You bougie little shit. <laughs> That's amazing. Tell me about the Amalfi Coast because I have always wanted to go there. It looks fucking stunning. Was it everything you wanted it to be? It truly was, Renee. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. Everybody was just it's going to sound bad, but it also will indicate to you the level of people that were going there. It's like everybody I saw there was like 20-year-old models and their 60-year-old boyfriends. I don't know. Uh, everyone's just trying to get a good life experience, you know? Yes, I guess. <laughs> it's so beautiful. My wife just ate prosciutto and melon and it was just right off on the ocean. You got, you can go. I know you can go. I would love to go. I was trying to convince John. I remember at one point I was trying to convince him to go to Lake Como. I have no idea why I was even like, like trying to plan this trip. It went nowhere fast and I don't believe we've ever really taken it. Maybe it was, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I was looking at it at one point. But yeah, I do need to, when his life slows down at some point, that's like, I would love to go do the Amalfi Coast. I would love to go do Lake Como. Italy is my jam. I want to like go sit with an old Nona and learn to make pasta like on her porch. I, I would love that. It sounds so dreamy. What about Amsterdam? Did you guys really turn it on in Amsterdam? Did you go to the red light district? 
I did. My wife, not so much. <laughs> but she had to wash me. I feel like that's when she 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 preferred to feel that uh, she, we impregnated her in the Amalfi Coast. But I feel like it was in Amsterdam while I was on mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> that's when shit gets weird. Oh, my God. That's the best. It's just a beautiful place, too, even if you don't, because I know a lot of people immediately go to the wheat culture there, but they have some of the best produce, some of the best, like, flowers and art museums in the world. You can, and just the people there. I love Dutch people. I love going to the Netherlands, and you can really get into some fun conversations hanging out at a coffee shop. Bunch of Alistair Blacks cruising around. Yeah. Where you like, oh, you look so scary, but then you're soft-spoken. You're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was actually supposed to do a trip to Amsterdam and then last minute changed it and went to Portugal, which was amazing. But it was because of that that I was like, well, I don't really smoke weed. Like, am I going to really love that? And I, I know their food's supposed to be amazing. I had, like rented an Airbnb boat that I was going to be staying on, which probably would have been Horrible if you get seasick, right? Yeah, well, the canals have been not much motion there. So that's actually pretty chill. I actually could be pretty, those pretty fun and romantic. Uh, so I'd say reconsider. You don't have to smoke to have a beautiful time. They're just wonderful. It helps. It certainly helps. Are you more of a smoker or more of like a gummy person? I'm more of a smoker for sure. Just mostly because of diet, really. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess it depends on how many gummies you're smashing. Most of these gummies. I mean, there's some people who do good branded things and do and care about what they're putting in, but a lot of them don't. So I just I try to avoid just getting that extra sugar. I do these tablets that have no calories, no sugar, and those are beautiful. I did them last night at the loop premiere. Um, <laughs> and it made it great. It made seeing the same episodes I had seen three times <laughs> even better. How many episodes did you get to watch? Uh, we watched two yesterday and it was so much fun. I haven't been in a premiere since like the Trolls, the first Trolls movie years ago. So it was nice to be at a premiere again. Fight fans come out swinging with a no sweat first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers get up to $1,000 back in free bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with the promo code Renee. Bet on who will win knockouts when the fight will end and so much more. So guys, if you haven't tried FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. Join now with promo code Renee to get a no sweat first bet. That's up to $1,000 back in free bets if your first bet doesn't win. Exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Disclaimer, 21 in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467369 for New York. 
The TN Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 for Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Okay, talk to me about Loot because this show looks amazing. It looks like it was so much fun to work on. I want to know everything about Maya Rudolph. Give me, give me the goods. Well, the basis of it is that Maya plays, uh, uh, basically she's married to like a tech billionaire and then she gets divorced because he's out there doing what sometimes these tech billionaires be doing on the side and he got called and so they get divorced and she ends up the third richest woman in America. So she's got a lot of access, a lot of money, but she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know her passion. She finds out that she owns. uh, (laughs) She's not even aware (laughs) that she has a foundation. And then um, I play her cousin who works at the foundation and kind of reintroduces her back to the real world and back to her family and uh, working with Maya. I mean, it was just intimidating at first. And I don't really get starstruck. I don't know most actors. My wife is one of the things my wife laughs about the most where like she'll show me pictures of people and, I'm, and she'll be like, do you know who this is? And I'm like, no. She's like, that's Jennifer Aniston. And I'm like, how do you not know who that is? And I was like, I don't, I, I literally play video games and watch wrestling. Like, so like, I know, like, if you show me Stone Cold Steve Austin, you show me wrestlers, I'll freak out. But like most actors, I don't know that well, but someone like Maya Rudolph is, you know, Saturday Night Live, Bridesmaids, one of my favorite movies of all time. And so, um, and I just kind of lean into that and acknowledge that the first day on set where I was just like, look, I'm going to, I got to be funny and I got to do my job. So in order to do that, I need to tell you how much I love you and how amazing you are and how I love your mom and how you are an icon. And, uh, and she is just was one of the sweetest persons in the world to make things easy and never make you feel like you're, you know, some of these people you're around them and they want you to feel like they're big, you know, and that you, you're, you're not as big as them. And she does not have that at all. She always, she's just her, always around her family. I saw her, her whole family was at the premiere with her last night. So she's got like a brood of kids, doesn't she? Yeah. And they're all so cute. So cute. And that was the thing. And that I, um, will make me come to work and work hard. Cause I never forgot like, Hey, like, this is almost like her doing us a favor. She could be home with her kids. Like she does, she, she doesn't have to do this job. She's set. Like the rest of us aren't set. So (laughs) (laughs) she's good. What was it like, like doing scenes with her? Like, were you in your head about it? How much improv was in that? Like, what is that whole experience? Like I would be shitting my pants. Uh, There's a lot of improv and she's just very, the whole cast is full of like strong comedic voices. Joel Kim Booster is an amazing stand-up comedian and this wonderful movie, Fire Island, that people are flipping out over right now. Uh, Nat Faxon is great. Michaela J. Rodriguez, who was Emmy. We got Emmy winners all over the place. So it was just like being in an all-star game, but we kind of just all bonded and were big nerds. And one day I pulled out my Nintendo Switch and thought like, you know, sometimes people make fun of me when that happens on set. And instead, Michaela pulled hers out. Joel pulled his out. And the three of us started playing Switch together. And it was just fun we just love improvising together 
Um, and it was a great opportunity. I almost missed out on it, Renee. I originally I turned it down. Shut up. Why? I was trying to headline my own show. I was working on my own show for FX and they were getting ready to decide on it. What kind of a show was it? Basically a show about my life, about being a single dad of a son with autism. But it was going to be like a single cam comedy. Um, and they were going through the script. So and at the same time, they kind of needed an answer on this show. So I was like. I'm going to focus and see where this opportunity goes. And then I one night, I only say this is very much uh, me dropping names, but I'm very happy about this, is that a week later after I turned it down, I got an email from, from the creators, Alan and, and Matt, who had made Masters of None and written on Parks and Rec. And then they had forwarded the, this like just handwritten note from Maya, who was just like, hey, you know, I know you probably get, asked to do things and maybe you just looked this over and you didn't think but she's like we really actually want you we know who you are we know what you can bring to our show we know how funny you are so we just hope that you would reconsider and come in i mean it wasn't like reconsider and take it it was re please reconsider and audition i was like you know if maya rudolph is going to take the time to yeah write me directly i'm gonna go in and audition that seems like it's a little framer. Like, I would want to, like, keep that and hang on to that little note. I mean, it's in my emails. I got printed out. Life is just weird the way, like, certain opportunities come up. And depending on, you know, what way you go to, like, choose your own ending of how things are going to go. Um, this show looks fantastic. I can't. It comes out on the 24th. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Cannot wait to, to see that because it really does look like a great show. Great cast. The trailer for it looks super, super funny. Um, are you going to revisit getting back to your show? Trying to see if we could possibly redevelop it maybe as a as a as a feature film or just see where else we can do with it. Um, I mean, I'll never stop being an advocate for autism and for like my son. So whatever way, I will always find a way to be involved. I'm just never not gonna, you know, it's very stressful. That's actually one of the things I really learned from working with Maya on the show is just how much work it really takes to be the lead and be the like producer and be the per the face of a show. It's something I, I think I certainly do want to do, but I think that I learned from being there to like, maybe I wasn't quite ready for that yet. Well, I mean, hopefully like having an experience like this with working on loot and, you know, being in that world will just be like that other stepping stone for you to getting to do that. Cause it seems like, God, I would love to watch a show like that. I'm sure there's tons of people that would love to see that and completely relate to that. How does that process work? So when you have this idea that you want to create this show, are you putting pen to paper and putting that together? Do you have like partners that you work with on that? Do you go to like your agency and kind of pitch it through that? Like, what do you do? You know, a lot of my stuff comes out because I, I'm primarily a stand up. It, it, it comes out through my act and people will be like, well, kind of just ask me what I want to do. And I, a lot, I mean, the, in particular with that project, it came from me. Everything kind of comes from these smaller opportunities. Basically I was working on this show called future man, uh, which was by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's company. And they wanted me to work on a Sunday. That was WrestleMania. I was supposed to fly out with our buddy Pac to go to WrestleMania with him. And they were like, you got to work on this Sunday if you want to shoot this. And I was mad. And I, was like, I was like, who shoots on a Sunday? And uh, but I was like, I'm not going to turn it down. And we were just 
having a good time. Same thing, you know, I try to do just try to be a positive on set and improvise and, and add whatever I can. And Evan at some point was just like, hey, do you have any ideas of your own thing? And I was like, I've always had an idea for this show about me and my son. And so I just kind of started developing through Point Grey, which is Seth and Evan's company. And we um, they matched me up with a writing partner. And then we yeah, we write it together. And um, I sold it twice. So I did make money off of it. So that's good. But it did not get made. But that happens. It did not get made yet. It's still out there. It can it can happen. Working with Seth Rogen, what is that like and how much marijuana is consumed during those sessions? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, a lot in our general area is a lot because whenever I'm usually working with him, it's more like stage performance. Um, I just did this table read where we did the movie Friday and it was one of the cool experiences. They had like Gata from the show Dave and um, just some of my heroes in black comedy, like Lunell and George Wallace. So which usually, yeah, it's his office just reeks a pot. Yeah. And there's a pot, pot everywhere and ashtrays that he made, which is really cool. Cause I got like, I got a couple of his ashtrays that, um, you know, before he started selling them and there's some of my prized possessions. Um, to me, it's just like, it's just kind of a cool dude to be around to be like, Oh man. He like same thing with Maya where it's just like, Oh, these people, are super successful. They can spend time with whoever they want. And, but they like, for some reason, like me and believe in me and it makes me feel good. And I always love Seth. I mean, I'll do it. He's, he's a really cool dude. Anytime he wants me to do anything, I'll do it. Just to hang out with that laugh for a couple of hours. Like that seems like the, a, like powerful touchstone. Give me oh, that a, laugh yeah. in well, my I life. Mean, the two of us back and <laughs> forth. Big, big, <laughs> That should be like a, you should you guys should just like record your guys laughing back and forth to like provide joy to people. I used to listen to a Ricky Gervais laugh that was it would just always made me laugh. Just like a laugh compilation of Ricky Gervais is fucking awesome. So if I could get one of Ron Funches, uh, yeah, that would be really great. Football fans, check out the three and out podcast with John Middlecoff only on the volume podcast network. John brings his unique perspective as an ex-NFL scout to the volume to break down all the news around the NFL and college football. Whether you're looking for game predictions, coaching searches, the ins and outs of the NFL front office, even an occasional golf tip, John has you covered. Download 3 and Out with John Middlecoff, only on the Volume Podcast Network. Uh, let's talk some wrestling. What are you watching right now? Wrestling's in like a great... Slash super weird time. <laughs> Very weird. <laughs> Very weird time. It's really funny for me, like, as much as I feel like I'm kind of like still in the wrestling space because of this podcast and who I get to talk to and all of those things, I also feel like very removed and just like observing everything that's going on. But um, I mean, with you being such an avid wrestling fan, what are you watching? What's talking to you? Give me the Ron Funches scoop. Uh, well, I mean, to be honest with you, not much. <laughs> not much is talking to me. Yeah. They seem to like get started. And then, you know, unfortunate thing with the CM Punk injury, because I kind of feel like that was going to be really fun to see what, how, how that could build up and how that would go. And, and, and then you got just basically injuries around the board. Um, I enjoyed the, uh, the new Japan dominion show. I like, and I just, I'm a big fan of Jay. I'm a big fan of Jay White and Tama Tonga. It's just 
human beings. I love both of them. Uh, people, I did the Bullet Club block party like years ago when some people knew where I was. A lot of people did. And they treated me and my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, they treated us with so much love and so much respect that I've always been just a big fan of, uh, of Tama and, and Jay and to see Jay kind of come into his own and really like he's like i think he's one of the top three wrestlers today right now he's he's really great right now who else are those other two daniel bryan brian danielson probably your husband he's doing really good work right now as well and he's so lean let me tell you how much his leanness chaps my ass this guy every night before going to bed smashes like a pint of ice cream makes a hot chocolate with whipped cream with crushed up like Butterfinger on it. The guy's living the good life right now and just maintains this leanness. What is that? I totally understand that, Renee, because I, on, on the show, I work with this guy, Joe Kim Booster, who is basically a male model turned comedian. He was already a comedian, but he could just be a male. I think he is a model. He actually is a model. That's not fair. You can't be like, that's that's like, you got to pick a lane. You can't have it all. You can't have it all. And no. yet he does. Yeah, he managed to do so. Got like eight pack abs and just a dis- chisel body. And then like, I'm on set with him and this dude is just eating donuts, eating nachos at the premiere last night. He's just housing pizza. And I'm like, if I even look in the direction of one of these things, I'm going to put on five pounds. And so I just get so mad. Genetics are bullshit, man. Like, it's it's really not fair. Yeah, John's like, I don't know if I go for a run, I'm probably going to get too skinny. I'm like, you know how far I have to fucking run <laughs> to, like, really see some effects? God. Yeah, some people, man, they just... Their bodies are on it. They got that high, high metabolism. They're cranking it out. What are you liking, Renee? What's catching your eye? To be completely honest, for the most part, I'm watching more AEW stuff because I'm watching what John's doing. I'm around that a little bit more often. I still will watch all of the WWE pay-per-views. Um, I just watched Hell in a Cell. Obviously, I thought what Cody and Seth were able to do was a fucking miracle, first of all. Um, but they had a great match. I thought the women did really, really great. Um, but yeah, honestly, a lot of times during my downtime right now, I need like a little bit of a palate cleanser. I feel like I get a little wrestling out sometimes and I need to take a little bit of a breather. Um, so I'll swing way the other way. Like the other night I was like, okay, just have like a second to myself. What am I going to do? What am I going to put on? I started watching conversations with friends on Hulu. Sometimes I just like some slow, moody shit. And it's great. I really enjoy it. I, I feel like being a parent really in these early days, it allows you to just dig into the, your weirdest and most unique of you and habits. I've been the same way watching, uh, uh, you know, sometimes I also get wrestling out and my son will be up at one or two and I try to help out and I'll end up just like, you know what I want to watch? The 1996 NBA Eastern Conference semifinals. <laughs> you guys are so weird. Dudes are fucking weird, man. <laughs> I it's love weird. that. I love it. It's very weird, but you can't. I'm like, ooh, that's good teamwork. There's a lot of good teamwork happening here. 
I love that. It's so funny when like random stuff like that pops in your head. Like I'll go down like a big rabbit hole now having a daughter. I'm like, oh, what can she watch? I don't, like what kind of cartoons can I, you know, lead her towards? So the other day, I, well, this isn't a cartoon, but I put on Labyrinth. I loved Labyrinth growing up. She's not at the stage where she cares about television yet, but I'll try to like find like old strawberry shortcake or rainbow bright care bears. All of those 80 cartoons or 80s cartoons are uh, all on YouTube. Or I get into like some really weird like Canadian television, uh, like Mr. Dress Up. Um, is it called Tonight Special? Today's Special. Today's Special. It's Today's Special. Very, very weird. I know Today's about special. these because my wife yeah. is Canadian. I'm familiar with Mr. Dress Up. Otherwise, I would not at all know who Mr. Dress Up is and then not cross over. He's like the like kind of more like a little more beat down Mr. Rogers. I heard he had a lot of buttons. Were there a lot of buttons involved? A lot of buttons. A lot of buttons with him. Yep. Here's my question to you. Are you familiar with a little clothing website called Retro Kid? No. Oh, you might love this because you're Canadian. It because it's created by this gentleman named Eric, who I love. He's actually Bugs Bunny now and many other creatures and animals. Puss in Boots. He's a lot of things. He's one of my voiceover mentors. I love him very much. But he's also super Canadian and he made this company where they have all these great crew necks and buttons up. They they get to work with some great like national brands. They did an Inspector Gadget run that was really enjoyable. But what they specialize in is you could probably right now go purchase yourself a Mr. Dress Up hoodie if you want to. My wife has one. She wears it all the time. I actually just stumbled upon because I'm that sucker that falls for every Instagram ad. But I found this website that had this like really great old school E.T. sweatshirt that I bought. I also got a Bart Simpson baseball tee and I got like a Care Bears denim jacket, which I don't think I needed. But we'll see what happens. Maybe my daughter will be amused by it at some point. You talking strictly mainstream cartoons, but I'm telling you this company they just put out a drop on Heinz ketchup chips. Shut the fuck up. If you wanted yourself a Heinz ketchup chip hoodie, you could be wearing that. Oh, no, this is dangerous. I'm literally as soon as we <laughs> jump off, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to be ransacking that website. One hundred percent. Oh, my God. So great. Um, let's talk a little commentary for you. Do you ever plan on jumping back on commentary? I know it's something that you were doing with GCW for a little while. Is that something you want to do again? Possibly. It's, um, I can't really see myself doing that consistently just because it's with the GCW and the J in the uh, LA fight shows that we're doing. They're like weekly shows and I got uh, my career. It was going well. Yeah. So I can't really <laughs> do that for, for no money. Um, yeah. 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 I can't, I can't have all these little passion projects. Well, I am doing Renee. I don't, I can't really get into too much detail because we don't have a drop date or anything is that I'm, I'm starting a pro wrestling podcast with our good friends at Spotify. Um, and it's basically going to be me is going to be kind it's going to be kind of character based. Basically imagine if we took the world, the first take and Stephen A. Smith and applied it all strictly to professional wrestling. Oh my God. Who else are you doing it with? Can you say, I don't, I'm putting together the team as we speak. I was hoping you could come by and do some debates. I would love to please. I would love to be a part of that. That's amazing. 
it's going to be a fun time. I love it. And I love a place that's going to give me money to just uh, practice, to just do weird stuff and see if it fails or not. I'm excited. That's great. Things are coming up funches right now. Yeah, it's working out. That's great. Oh, my God. Um, that's very cool. I feel like, I mean, there's so many different like wrestling podcasts, but I think getting like the right people together, the right chemistry, finding the right topics, obviously on the creative side of things, I feel like that's something you would knock out of the park. I think it could be really fun. And also I feel like so many of them focus on like so much behind the scenes stuff. And I'm going to more apply the like sports world of like we'll treat some of these things as real and so and then that way that's can- more fun I hate like I don't like getting into like the nitpicky things like I just like keeping wrestling fun I don't want to get in the trenches or like I don't know I like the fun side of things so I like the idea of keeping it like more on like that creative yeah keep things in that real world that's way more fun what about better together what's going on there I don't know what that is. What is that? Was that me? Oh, is that my part? Oh, getting better. Oh, getting better. Shit. Sorry. No, I don't think some better together is something. It's something. Is, is that something? I, I think, think it, it is, is something, but I don't know what that I think is. It is a show. Okay. I don't know. Oh, my podcast, Getting Better, is doing well. We um, I've been doing some of these best of episodes because I'm upgrading my studio and uh, we move. Yeah, you know, I don't. It, it sucks because I don't. I like being consistent. I don't like missing any weeks at all. But with the move and the baby and everything, um, but actually, I find it's 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 really been helpful because I still record fresh intros for every episode and then um, a lot of times just reintroducing people to some of my favorite episodes when the, the podcast has gotten a little bit bigger now it turns out to be a good move so uh, but we're getting back to recording some some fresh episodes coming up this next week so it keeps moving it's more of a I mean it's never going to be like a project where I'm like, are we making, I don't know how many listeners we have. I don't check anything. It's just something I do because my wife really loves it. And she, she's like, she, you know, she's like, I love your comedy. I love your acting. She goes, but your podcast is the thing where I see you people. You actually help people. People get a lot of things from the affirmations. They get a lot of things from the conversations we have with just talking about getting better at our craft and getting better at life. So I'll just keep doing it until I'm bored with it. What were some of your best episodes, would you say? Uh, you mean, you were a great guest. Okay. I, I didn't. Podcast. I wasn't looking for the plug. I'll I take know, it. But we'll but... start with that. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, could I say that and say that like some people come in and they just think it's going to be like a straight interview or we're going to talk about their career all the time. And then there are some people who who take the time to kind of learn the format and the vibe of the show, which is all about self-improvement and affirmations and about being works in progress and about kind of demystifying this thing of like, oh, that person made it. I could never get to where they are when we all know everybody I know is like we've all struggled. We've all op- gone from open mics or, you know, wherever you start, we all start somewhere. And it's just about like chronicling that journey so people feel like they can do it as well 
and you really were open to that format and talking about you, your career path and and changes and the fears that come up with the changes that were happening in your life. So I really like that episode. Um, we had a great one with Whitney Cummings. She was very open about just mental health and um, relationships and toxic relationships and got some great feedback on that where we got an email from a lady who said that she ended an abusive relationship because she listened to that podcast. So things like that really make me happy. And then just also we did one with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Stone Cold Steve Austin was just in my little office at my house. So that made me feel good. What was that like? It was really a super chill. He was he seemed like just regular one of my friends. Did he bring some beers with him? He did. He and he drove a Ford Fiesta. Oh my god, that's adorable. That's great. Were you so I mean, you you know, staying at the beginning of this too, which by the way, I'm wearing my Stone Cold shirt. But you don't know actors, you don't know who these people are, but wrestling is that epicenter for you. Were you freaking out that Stone Cold was like there? Absolutely. Certainly was. But, you know, I I just the more I know I'm going to get freaked out, the more I prepare ahead of time so I don't space out and things. So I had a bunch of questions ready. And it's just like not only just as like to me, Stone Cold, the pro wrestler and the person who I just grew up in loving. It's interesting to me to think about someone who reaches what we would consider the absolute pinnacle beyond things you could imagine as far as literally at one point he was one of the most famous people in the entire world up there with presidents you know and still to this day if you ask someone about pro wrestler they're probably going to say oh like Hulk Hogan Stone Cold but then have your career in and then have to keep living and he was very honest with talking about like, you know, times where he turned to drinking and times where he was just not doing well with dealing with that. And to hear someone so strong and someone who we consider so indestructible talk about like, yeah, those were rough times for me. And, and this is how I got through it, I think was like some of the just greatest life lessons I even heard. It's so interesting to think about that because you think of somebody like Stone Cold and you all, like instantly it's this larger than life huge celebrity like he's not like it's not easy to just get stone cold to come to your house to come and have that hangout he is he kind of keeps pretty removed from a lot of things so i was listening to this interview with ellen pompeo she was on dak shepherd's podcast and she was talking about how she stayed on gray's anatomy for the they're on to like 18 seasons or something and she's like yeah i mean sure there was definitely times that i wanted to maybe go do some other things or see what else my career would look like but she you know she has a really steady great gig gets to stay in the same spot all the time blah 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 but she was talking about how difficult it can be and how she's seen it happen to like other actors when you are at the height of this fame and then all of a sudden you don't have that and you're trying to find ways to like kind of reestablish yourself And you're still a super recognizable person. So even if you wanted to go do something somewhat more common, you kind of can't because you are this like famous person. That's that sounds like a weird position to be in, but it, you know, it only applies to so many people. And that's got to be a really hard thing to deal with. And who do you even talk to about that? Because it is a very unrelatable thing to talk about. I imagine it's a very small club of people that you could even talk about that. But what I think what lesson that it can apply for some of the rest of us is that often like people are in a rush to make it right. People are in a rush to get famous by any means necessary, where as longer I'm in this business and the more I, I work, I'm 
oh, just having a career and being able to plug away and go and do different things. And people might be like, you know, I'm doing this, the show Lou. And for like my agent is like, I haven't seen your name up on the screen like that in a long time. And I'm like, you're my, I'm like, you know how much I've been doing. We've been doing so many things, but in a way it's also right, you know? And, but for me, that's what works and that's going to be okay. Like, I love just like plugging away and working and having my home and having my, the right people know what I do and the right people know what I'm capable of. And I don't need everyone to know. Um, I talked to actually, um, my friend Anthony Jeselnik, we were just backstage at the store one day and we were just talking about how things are changing with comedy and a lot of the people who were very popular at the store are now stepping away and you got to come back in and fill these things and just about pie. And he just was like, he's like, you know, I never really focus on that. He's like, I just think about the type of comedians and the type of artists I liked when I was a kid. I didn't like the people who were the biggest names in the world. I liked these fun, weird actors. I like the Steve Buscemi's. I like those, you know, the people who had these long arcing careers and did their own fun things. We'll call them like the intercontinental championship careers. We want those workhorses that are out there getting it done that, you know, they have the respect. Yeah, the respect of their peers, the respect <laughs> of the crowd. And they don't necessarily go and get that, you know, they, but they propping it up. Not always in that main event yeah. spot. Yeah. The Hulk, Hulk mania, <laughs> Dane Cook mania. They were very similar things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Just to make everything wrestling, I I feel like that was a you know a good analogy. But no, it's true. I mean, though, I'm the same. It's like you know, it's not always about the big star marquee name. It's it's the other things around that, and also yeah, it's like the respect of putting in that work. And on the other side of that, being that person and still being able to have a life and having that balance as I think you get older and those other pieces start to fall into place. It's really nice to just like settle into those things and appreciate what you have. It's great. Absolutely. It's nice to just know when you've won. Some people keep fighting after the game's over. We don't need it. Uh, well, Ron, I'm so happy that we got to hang out again. I cannot wait to check out Loot. That's coming out on Apple Plus, uh, Apple TV, Apple TV, Apple Plus. Apple t- all of it. Apple TV Plus. Is Apple the TV Plus. Full, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I had to tag something for that on Twitter the other day. And I was like, wait, am I saying this right? Anyways, we love us some Apple over here. Um, But June 24th, that's coming out. You're hitting the road again on the 23rd. You're going to be in Philadelphia. Where can people um, check out where you're going to be? Go ronfunches.com. I'm on my back at it tour. 23rd is in Philly, then New York, and then Boston uh, two days after that, 24th and 25th. And then I'm moving over to the West Coast, being Seattle, San Francisco, Phoenix. I'm doing the Midwest. But just go to ronfunches.com. I'm around. All right. It's so good to see you. Um, please send my best to Maya Rudolph. Give her a little smooch on the cheek and like a not, you know, in a friendly way. Absolutely. I'll come out of nowhere with it. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure, Renee. Always. Thanks to Ron for coming and hanging out with me again. So good to see him. Good to talk to him. He's got a new baby in his life. Oh, my God. What a, what a time for Ron, huh? Brand new baby, got a new show out, he's back on the road. Things are working out for that guy. So cool. Um, Well, yeah, definitely check out Loot. 
it looks so great. Um, I can't wait to check that show. I feel like it's going to be like my new binge show. I love Hacks. Hacks has been like one of my favorite shows over the last little while. Um, so we, uh, John and I had like binged season two of that. And I feel like loot could maybe be like the next thing that we like really kind of sink our teeth into. So get your eyes on it. Check it out. It's all on Apple Plus. So enjoy it. Go do it right now. Your evening plans. Sort it away. Make a snack. Have a little pop, a soda, whatever your libation of choice is. Kick back uh, and enjoy Ron Funches doing what he does best, being charming and funny. All right, guys. Thanks for listening again. This has been The Sessions. 